Welcome to the Les Kulzinski Psychic Medium Podcast, where less is more. This is my first podcast, and I'll be talking about many different aspects of metaphysics, so please bear with me. But first, let me tell you a little bit about myself and my journey. My mission is to help people. Helping people through reading their energy is my path in life. By reading a person's energy, I can tell what path lays in front of them. With this insight, if you desire, you have choices. Then you can enhance your life or even change your path. Through my experience as an empath and reader, I can guide you to a realization of your own potential and ambitions. Now, I was born to blue-collar parents during the 1960s in the city of Chicago and raised as a Catholic, also a third-generation psychic medium. First was my grandfather, Leo. Mom told me he was born with a veil over his face. I'm presuming that was the placenta. That was a sign that he had the gift and was going to be very spiritual. Well, let's, his life was somewhat spiritual, but like everybody else, he had his ups and downs. But he didn't utilize or hone in on his gift as much as he should have. He was a very interesting soul. And also, um, he did utilize, from what I understand from the stories I was told, that when it came time, he had good instincts. In other words, he had good intuition. Um, he also heard and seen things in his mind that actually came true. It was a different time then. But anyhow, I'm going to get to my mom now. My mom realized she had the gift at a very early age and did the best she could to understand it and use it during a time that this was considered very taboo by the church. So everything was underneath wraps back then. Now, what's cool now is that people are getting more acceptance to being spiritual. I really like that that's happening. I'm seeing that during my lifetime. But during that time, there wasn't a lot of information on this subject. She discussed with me that during the early part of the 1940s, she was really being woken up by the universe. And she also explained many different metaphysical events that happened to her throughout her life. Even days before her passing in 2011, she told me of certain things she was going to do from the other side. And believe me, they happened. And even to this day still are. When she told me how she was going to help me perform readings and do mediumships, I smiled. But I do feel her presence around me every day, even on my path. There's more to this that's going to be discussed in future podcasts. How even our, how our loved ones help us. If we ask them, we also have to remember we have to ask for their help. Um, and lo and behold, here I come and made my appearance on this plane in the 1960s. I was definitely a handful for my mom and the rest of the family. I can remember as far back as the age of three years old experiencing some of the five clairs, which are actually six clairs, which I'll get into in just a second here. Uh, one of them being clairvoyance, the visions in your mind. Here's a quick story for you. Mom lost one of her favorite bracelets that her and her lady friend got during the wartime on a break going through Arizona. She lost it in the house doing laundry. I think it was like 1969, because I was really small at that time. I think it was in kindergarten. And she was looking for it for two days, and she finally came up to me and asked me, she goes, Lessie, help me find my bracelet. Where do you see it at? And right away, I sat there, and she goes, if you find it, I'll take you to Charlotte's, which was a candy store. And, you know, 
hey, that was enough bribery for me. And I looked at my mind's eye and I seen it on the wall in the basement, like a basement entryway. So right away, I jumped up, ran to the basement staircase, ran down there, grabbed the skeleton key, the skeleton key, I said, opened the door and grabbed up on the ledge where she took it off to take the laundry out to hang. And man, she was happy. So that's for sure at five years old, I remember seeing that. But that was clairvoyance, seeing through your mind's eye. Okay. Now there's clairsistence, feeling everybody else's emotion and energy, um, being an empath. You know, a lot of a lot of us empaths have a hard time walking through malls. Okay, uh, like shopping malls because you feel all sorts of different energy. It's almost like chaotic energy. Um, where I got to a point now to where if I go in somewhere, I leave the, my window, my mind's eye window cracked open to where I, if I need to see something, I'll see it or I'll hear it. But other than that, though, for years, it was hard for me to go into shopping malls, crowded restaurants. Um, it's learning how to harness these senses. I'm going to jump over to clear aliens right now, which is the smell, the ability to smell physically what's not there. That comes up a lot with me when I do readings, mediumship readings. Um, I'll smell lilac bushes. I'll smell cigars, cigarettes, perfumes, even, um, I'll be honest with you, even kind of like a body odor. I've had one mediumship where the, the guy stunk of B.O. And I was telling uh, the wife of this person, I says, you know, he's quite pungent. And she's burst out laughing. And she goes, now I know that's Harry. That was the guy's name was Harry. So long story short and meaningful, don't underestimate the smells, even though something's not there. Someone's trying to contact you, okay? Now we got clairaudience. Clairaudience is hearing in the mind. A lot of times when I'll do readings and I'll hear something, like someone's speaking to me, it's usually off my right side. And a lot of times I'll hear like bits and pieces. Okay, bits and pieces during the reading. So I have to put the puzzle together for my client. Okay, and a lot of times that clear audience is your guides talking to you. Say, hey, don't make that left turn. Or if you keep you keep hearing, take a different route. If you set your GPS and you see three different routes and you hit the one. And even though it's a shorter trip, you're looking at that second one. Something's telling you to take that second route. Take it. Because a lot of time your guides, spirit guides, guardian angels, whomever, or even loved ones are trying to help you to take a different path because maybe you'll run into see an accident, be backed up on time, et cetera, et cetera. Now we got clear cognizance, knowing premonitions, gut feelings. Usually with those, I get them strong. If I, if I got a bad feeling, I call it my gut feeling. Uh, that's even in my personal life. I try to follow it as best as I can. Okay. And even, even us readers and psychics, empaths, whatever, you know, sometimes we don't follow what we feel. I always tell people, you know, um, if you're feeling something, try to follow it as best you can. Don't overthink it. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Okay. Now, here's one that's uh, it's actually one of the six systems. It's called Claire Gustin's tasting it's when you experience someone else's taste, okay? And they're trying to communicate through you to taste. Um, what I mean by that is say, um, you're reading somebody and all of a sudden Uncle Joe comes by and he used to like his 
you know, uh, baked mastacholi with meatballs and you can taste the meat sauce and you can actually taste the taste. I also get this on obsessive compulsive behaviors such as alcoholism, drug abuse, and um, some other obsessive compulsive behaviors I'm not going to cover right now. But a lot of times I'll get a bitter taste in my mouth, especially if that person who's even sitting in front of me or if there's someone we're talking about had a drug addiction of some sort or any type of obsessive compulsive behavior. I know I'm starting to sound like a, a broken record, but that's actually a very good one. Uh, a lot of people don't re recognize it, but like I said, it is an important, one of the important Claire sisters. Now, from my adolescence years on here up to my, up to my 20s, we're off the charts. For me, because my body was changing, in other words, puberty and this gift, it was hard to concentrate, believe me. Um, and a combination of this gift, I was chock full of energy and it was difficult to concentrate. Going into my 20s, I had my first near-death experience, which was in the 1980s. And that experience woke me back up to the other side. And it was an eye-opening experience, to say the least. Um, I actually was dead for a minute and a half, and I crossed over, which also led me to what I'm doing today. Because when I was crossed over it during that time, I seen Archangel Gabriel, and Archangel Gabriel is the messenger of God. I didn't realize it until a couple years later who that Archangel was, but also Archangel Gabriel, from what I understand, takes male and female form. Okay, and but during that time, it, it, seeing, seeing Archangel Gabriel, I also learned that we're our own worst judges. Because I did do a life review during that minute and a half. I'd like to get more on that to another podcast also about my near-death experience. I'm just trying to give you a brief rundown of what's going on. But this also leads into about a year and a half later, my father's suddenly dying. Okay, he crossed over. And upon receiving the news, I received a message shortly thereafter, this is from my guides, that he crossed successfully and everything was going to be okay, but still I was upset. So I flew home, I made it back to Chicago, and there was a message that night I was getting from him, from my father. He showed me this giant pink orb, uh, it looked like a big pink strawberry frosted donut, and it was showing me that and I knew it was unconditional love. Because I actually hooked up with another reader at that time uh, when I when I flew into the States and she told me the same thing. She goes, that's your father showing you the unconditional love and that he made this transition safely. So it, it, it helped out a lot. It helped out a lot. But this showed me also, again, even with my near-death experience, that our physical bodies may die, but our energy does not. Which also... Brings me to my other part of my late 20s and my 30s. It was definitely a transition time for me, continuing my education, different jobs, readings, and learning more about my gift. Now, during this time also, I was doing some readings, working with some other readers here and there, and I was learning to harness them while trying to go about learning my own life lessons. Now, it's also hard for us readers to read ourselves. People ask that and say, can't you read this yourself? Sometimes I have to go out and get some outside input. Okay, and um, long story short and meaningful here, 
um, I did also some other studying, on, even on tarot cards. I use tarot cards as a timeline. It's not the story of the cards, how I interpret them. It's the energy of that person I'm concentrating on that goes on those cards. So if I have a, like a full birth name and a date of birth, I can, you know, I ask my guides and they open up the book of life, providing that person gives me permission to do the reading. And I always ask for permission. And it's, it's really interesting because those cards will give me somewhat of a timeline because when I crossed over for that minute and a half, there was no such thing as time. And what I mean by that was when I got jacked back into my body, I always call it jacked back into my body. I thought I was gone for 10 hours. It seemed like I was there for such a long time. But then again, I'll get get into that in another show um, because I'm gonna definitely bring up, you know, near-death experiences again. So 1980, 1998 rolls around. And here's another metaphysical transition for me coming through. I was listening to a psychic radio show once a week. The subject matter at that time was about past lives and reincarnation. Well, that particular show was a validation for me about deja vus I've been having, visions, dreams. I was still open to learning a lot of things. I was having over the years these different visions, different dreams, like of past lives. Well, how did I know this? Where did this come from? Um, so anyhow, I called into his office and set up an appointment. He's a well-known hypnotherapist in Chicago and runs multiple wellness centers to this day. So at that time, I made an appointment to have my past life regression done. I told my mom about this at the time, and she told me in so many different words to be careful of what doorways I open because I might not be able to shut them. Being the hard-headed infantryman that I am, I went ahead and booked a session. Uh, I went to, went into this okay see what happened was I went into this session kind of optimistic you know skeptical optimistic and I'll tell you what I I'll be honest with you I didn't think it was gonna nothing was gonna happen because I've heard all the different stories that hey it doesn't work blah 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 but I went in there with uh, with an attitude like okay when I got in the door I says I'm out to see if this really does work so I relaxed my mind I actually closed my mind's eye window and And before you know it, I was, I was out. Okay. Uh, thank God he recorded the session. Okay. Because I listened to it, but not that long afterwards. And I was chattering for 45 minutes about four to five different lifetimes that I, that I had. And he actually kept me under longer than what he normally did. And it's just, it was so interesting because I realized what baggage I brought and what knowledge I brought from other lifetimes and who I also was. had this lifetime that was connected with me in other lifetimes, if that all makes sense to y'all. So remember, I was out for 45 minutes, right? And then I, I was thinking to myself, how could this be? It just seemed like I closed my eyes. And like I said, it's an amazing experience. So what I do, what I do now is occasionally I pop the tape in and I have a listen to it. And it also helps me to remember other things that I brought with me. But anyhow, I recommended him to quite a few different of my clients and it helped them out. Okay, it helped my clients out. Because sometimes we bring baggage that we have to work on, you know. Um, it wasn't until a few days later, after the session, I realized my mom was right. 
I had to stop and regroup. All my other senses were opening. I mean, everything. The ones that I kept dormant. Okay. And let me put it to this way: I had to regroup. The floodgates were open and definitely open. All my all my senses were definitely tuned into a higher frequency. And when I say senses, I mean every one of them, including all six of the Claire's. So sometimes she she was right. Sometimes you open up doors, but you better be prepared for what comes through those doors. Because I opened myself up to the universe, saying, "Okay, I'm ready to make this transition." Um, and this was to help other people. Okay, I never regretted having this past life regression done.、Um, I was actually thinking about going back again sometime soon and having another one done, but I'm kind of I'm kind of leery on it for myself, because at this stage, from what I know from these past four lifetimes, it helps my clients out tremendously. Okay, and it's and like I said, it's been very helpful. Um, there's many times where I've again popped that cassette in, and it takes me back, and through my mind's eye, I feel, and I see, you know, and I think to myself, "Wow, this this is something else. This is definitely something else." But anyhow,、um, getting back to what I do, okay, I am definitely a psychic medium. I also do a little bit of numerology. During the last ten years, well, actually a little bit of twelve years ago, this guy came into this car lot I was running, and he looked at me and he knew I was a reader because I was doing some readings out of that car lot in my spare time. And he said, "Hey, reader, I was told to come show you this program I have." And I thought, "Oh, this is a sales pitch." He sat down and showed me basic numerology, but to where it was, you know, a mind, body, and soul number. Okay. And you know, he says it'll help you tune into people a lot quicker because numbers run the universe. Now, I'm not the most educated guy out there, but I actually picked up on this really quick, and without even having definitions to numbers with me, where he said the mind, body, and soul. Once I did that, that bit of numerology, it even opened up another part of like my mind's eye and my hearing. So it showed me like possible more life paths. Uh, more choices, etc., etc. So I, been, I was utilizing it for about I don't know six years, close to six years, and then I was doing an expo up in Grand Rapids, and it was really ironic because the universe shows, shows us signs. I was passing by this one exit, and it was、uh, the guy's name and the number to it, and it equaled an eight, which is eight equals success, success, excuse me, and that's、uh, infinity. So that night, I checked into the hotel. I was with my girlfriend at the time, and I had a dream of the guy. And the guy was telling me、um, to add on the past life number, and then you'll go to the life path number with it. It was such a vivid dream. And what's so ironic about this was that night it was storming like you wouldn't believe. Lightning, rain's going sideways. It was up in Michigan, so. You know, you gotta expect that kind of weather. So anyhow, that that morning, I woke up and I I told my girlfriend, I says, "Hey, I just dreamed of this dude. Do me a favor and Google him." I said, "I think he might be on my Facebook, but go ahead and Google him." And lo and behold, he passed away probably about four months prior. Now I haven't talked to the guy in a long time, but he showed me this. But he came to me in a dream and a vision, explaining to me what's going on. 
you know, how to add this on and I'll help you more. So that was definitely someone who I met in my lifetime that helped me to help other people. So I look at it like this. Everything happens for a reason. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close out right now by giving you a little bit more information about myself. Okay. I could be reached at www.lestopsychic.com. That's my website. It has information on how to get a hold of me. I'm also on Twitter as Les Klusinski, the psychic. Uh, Instagram, Les the psychic. Facebook, Les Klusinski. And then I have my Les Klusinski psychic page. So any way you guys want to tune in to me. Oh, by the way, the spelling of my last name is K-L-U-Z-I-N-S-K-I. First name is Les. And there, um, even my Gmail, lesthepsychic.com or at gmail.com. One of the two. I appreciate you listening to my podcast. And I hope you put up with, you know, my scattered thoughts here. But I want to let you guys know a little bit more about myself. Um, so, you know the deal. If you want to get a hold of me, please do. I look forward to each, each new podcast I put out. And I think these are, I'm going to transfer these to YouTube also. So, you guys, I'm sending everybody out there light and love. And please get a hold of me if you need me. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to talking to you again. Hey, but my next subject is definitely going to be either um, uh, the near-death experiences or, you know, even even how to tune into yourself. Because right now I'm writing a self-help book about how to tune into yourself. It's going to be off an e-book off of Amazon. That's it. It's in the process of being written right now. So it shouldn't be too long for that. I'll make an announcement on that. Also, I got some other appearances on podcast radio um you know live blog talk radio and uh yeah i thank you all very much and thanks for listening for my story and like i said um there's more there's more um subjects i'm gonna be covering in the near future so to stay tuned and i look forward to hearing from you guys thank you so much and i appreciate your input so send me a message if you can